Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. friends and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created the amish baby machine pop culture podcast starring me dags today we have a powerful episode and as always across this powerful oaken desk is mike Rez. hello dags how are you doing good wait i can't good. see you you're not across the desk where are you i am in a uh powerful bunker here in amish land we uh we are separated right now because of the powerfulness that has happened this past week. It'd be just too much power in one room if you and I were together. Yes, due to the powerful election, they're still counting. No, they're not. They're done counting. What is the you deal? They, so? need, they need to standardize, without getting into all of this, they need to standardize the counting. How can they not count in some things they can count, and then they find things and... <laughs> I think the problem is, so it's good that, you know, all the states run the, their elections their own way, which is good, but also bad because there's not one way to do things. And then when they try to do new things, it doesn't work out as well as they think it would. Yes. So now you have all this trouble and it takes 17 days to get an election result now. So, yes, I think it would have been faster if they would have used horses and telegrams. Yes, they should have. Yeah, now, that's why we put Micah Rez in an undisclosed location, Faraday, ca- <laughs> Faraday caged, <laughs> lead line to protect him from gamma radiation because, as Micah Rez always says, he doesn't want to turn into the Hulk. No. Powerful and, and episode. You, you hate being the She-Hulk, so. Oh, too soon. Is it? Yes. Okay. But here's where we're, we're going to be getting used to this, so I'm just going to drop the beat right now. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Can you hear that, Mike Arez? I can hear that. Can you hear that fans flock of Amish? Welcome back. Oh, powerful energy. Here we go. Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go, you know the you know the thing. We choose truth over fact. We we we, we choose truth over fact. We 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 we, we choose truth over fact. <laughs> Well, you shut up, man. Four more years of Georgia. Georgia, we are going to find ourselves in a position where we choose truth over facts. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the mobilized. True international pressure. True international depression. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. Mobilize true international effort to pressure. We choose truth over facts. All right, enough of that chaos. <laughs> We're going to be having four years of this chaos. Wait, you know, I think we should, we, should, we should make that our tagline. Amish baby machine. We choose, we choose we truth choose over facts. We choose truth over facts. <laughs> we, 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 we choose truth over facts. We yeah. hold these truths to be self-evident. 
All men and women created by the go, you know the you know the thing. Wow. By, by the what? <laughs> In San Francisco. <laughs> All right, we're back. Oh, four years of this. Oh man. I can't Are you wait. ready? Powerful. Yes. Hey, Powerful. you know, you know, if, on those beats, if we can I, survive four more for the previous years, we can survive oh four years God. of whatever the hell is coming in. God bless you, Mike. <laughs> God bless you, Mike Chris. Right. And those audio drops, I just stepped them on each other because that's the pure chaos. <laughs> <laughs> we choose truth over that's facts. What's, we, that's we, what's we coming, everybody. Truth over oh, facts. Oh, what a clusterfuck. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome back, fans. Black and that's the Amish. Amish baby machine election coverage yes. for you. Oh, it's powerful, isn't it? God, we're <laughs> oh, going to have a man. great show today. We're going to talk about a movie me and Mike Rez both enjoyed called The Outpost. Powerful beer review. Song mm-hmm. of the day. And Mike Rez and fans of Flock Vomish, I want to talk about a powerful YouTube video I just made. Yeah. Now, as the Flock... <laughs> it's a fuck. As, as the flock of Amish, we'll see. He's got me all. We choose truth over facts. Oh my God. This one's my favorite, too. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international to pressure. Mobilize true and international to pressure. The what? Yeah. I, it's just going to be a whole tongue twisted episode. Oh, yeah. I'm possessed by the spirit of Joe Biden. So I did a powerful YouTube video. Where I enjoyed the world's hottest gummy bear, nine million Scoville units. Now, Mike Arez, tell the fans of Flock of Amish about your experience in the video you shot eating the world's hottest gummy bear. So the little nitro challenge is what we're talking about for the flock that doesn't know. It's the world's hottest gummy bear. And it what you do is you, you're supposed to chew it for a minute and then have a five-minute afterburn and see if you can if you can do both of those things then you have successfully passed the little nitro challenge. Unfortunately for me, it took me like 15 seconds to chew it. Couldn't take the heat, swallowed it, tried to wait. I think I got 18 seconds into that. And uh, that was, I was done. It was, uh, it was horrible. Um, And uh, I didn't think that I would ever feel that pain again until we did the hottest interview ever recorded. Um, But yeah, you did it. And let's not bury the lead. Dags, everybody got to see your beautiful, beautiful melon. Face reveal. Yeah, it was God, crazy. wasn't it beautiful? Yeah. Now you, you're a, a pepperhead. We're finding out that yes. you actually you get the the rush from the from the, the from peppers, and I, I, your endorphin level goes yes. through the roof. I turned into Joe Biden. I couldn't even speak. I was like, <laughs> my voice was cracking. And I couldn't think. That was the best part. And I just kept repeating the same thing. Uh, it's affecting my voice. Uh, it's affecting my voice. <laughs> but if for the flock that hasn't seen it, I don't want to, you know, I don't like to spoil things, but no. you do get an awesome yogurt review. Oh my God. That. Greek gods mm-hmm. yogurt. Yeah. Powerful. You're going to need I mean, to was check that just like the best feeling in the world when you started eating the yogurt and you were able to yeah, start I, turning the I, heat down. Yeah. I threw it in the freezer to get it like oh, super, good. super cold. Yeah, and it. I made sure to pick one that's got like a lot of fat and sugar to offset right. that heat. Now, right. just to not to get off track here, but if you were to to give that that yogurt, you know, on a scale of one to five good antibiotics, what would you give it? Or antibiotics, bacteria, Probi- probiotics, <laughs> probiotics, whatever yes. it's got in there. We choose truth over facts. <laughs> probiotics, <laughs> yes, I would. You know, it, it was a decent yogurt. It wasn't the best. I'm giving it 
out of five okay. active yogurt bacteria yes. cultures. Stone bags look like he enjoyed it. Yes. Well, I enjoyed just the relief. So you're going to need to check us out. Amish Baby Machine YouTube channel. Check it out. It's the most powerful YouTube channel ever created. We have powerful videos by Mike Rez. And then I had my powerful debut video. Yeah, no, tell me what you thought when you took the, the gummy bear out. Did you think what I thought? There's no way this is going to be that hot. It's just a gummy bear. Well, the problem is I saw your video, so I knew it's going to be hot. <laughs> yeah. But what I thought Wait. it would taste like a gummy bear, and it was just real. Gummy bears are usually soft. Gummy bear? They've been in my pocket. They're real warm and soft. This thing yeah, is this like a hard soft. plastic. Yeah, it gets pretty hard. They're probably because it's not the same. Yeah, they had gelatin or whatever content yeah, in it. Yeah, they had to have some powerful formulation to contain all that heat. Yeah. But I didn't like it. It was at least they could have made it delicious and hot. I thought it tastes nasty and hot. Yeah, it's not it's it's hot for sure. It's a, I like heat when there's flavor. This is heat and no flavor. Yeah, we noticed that on the powerful um episode when we did those six sauces that the more mild had more flavor. Yeah, and I yeah, think which the one, is what I dig. Yeah, and I think the one to me the hottest with the best flavor was that chocolate habanero sauce. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, it was actually good, but it was super hot. Yeah, and I've always thought when I've seen chocolate habanero sauces on the shelf, I thought, no, there's no way that's going to taste good. You know, combination of pepper and chocolate, but I was wrong. It was the best one we tried that day. It really was. So make sure you check us out YouTube. Subscribe, powerful, tell a friend. Now, Mike Rez, we're going to have a powerful beer review. Do you want to get into that right now? Well, first, let's do the uh, uh, the energy drink. Yeah, let's then, review, then we'll your, let's energy, review drink. your energy drink. All right, today I've got the Rockstar Exdurance Kiwi Strawberry. It's uh, zero sugar. It says it's all natural flavors which I'm guessing means there's some unnatural flavors in there too. Supernatural uh, flavors. Supernatural. We do have the under 18 warning on there, just like we always get. But it's zero calories, zero sugar, our favorite CoQ. And uh, it says it's vegan. So there were no animals harmed in the making of this can of energy drink. And if you're a vegan, you can drink it. But hold on. Whoa. Oh, did you get that? Yes. Oh, I got that all over my mixer. Look at that. Whoa, that's what she said. Ooh. Yeah. So, all right. So, strawberry kiwi. Let's see how this is. He's taking a powerful sip, slamming it. Whoa. Take it easy there, fellow. It's got real, real lot of kiwi in it. Oh, and there, here comes the strawberry. Kind of like, here comes the heat. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was going to say, uh-oh. <laughs> so, it's okay. It's all right. We're going to... Hold on, let me take another one. All right, taking another powerful swig of... Rockstar Exdurance. Rockstar Exdurance. Oh, you know, if I'm going to be honest, and uh, we're going to rate this on our 1 to 10 CoQs, I'm giving it 5. Whoa, 5. It's getting a CoQ 5 on this one. It's not the best one I've had. It's not horrible, but it's definitely not the best one I've had. So, yeah, let's uh, pick a different energy drink. If you can. So of the ones you can remember that you've enjoyed, what's your favorite so far? Um, you know, I like Monster. Monsters, those are probably my favorite ones so far. Powerful. Any, any of the Monsters I've had, I don't think I've ever been 
uh, disappointed with. Powerful review of your powerful energy drink. Yeah. So there you go. There you have it. Thank you. You want to get You're right, welcome. Do you want to get right into your beer review, or is there anything else yeah, you want to tell the fans of Flock of Amish? No, I think uh, I think we're good. Let's get going because since we're doing beverages, we might as well keep going with beverages. Sure. The, uh, my beer review today is the Miracle on Ice Golden Ale, brewed by Liftbridge Brewing Company out of the great state of Minnesota, actually out of Stillwater, Minnesota. This was a uh, 40th anniversary brew made by them to commemorate the 1980 Lake Placid win in new york over the russians uh this has got a sweet label i can't remember if if i said this in the last episode or not but i i made a pick your own six pack based on label art so this was part of that label art uh six pack that i bought it for um i was kind of thinking that it would taste like crap because a lot of these novelty type beers kind of do but liftbridge did a good job and and made it uh made it delicious Uh, golden ale Kind of would taste like along the lines of like a Bush Light or a Miller Light, Coors Light. That that's how where I would put it in the category. Um, it's gonna not be as light though because it is just a regular golden ale. But the taste was good. It was a nice gold color, and uh, I believe I gave it a three and a half pint glasses. Um, I gave it a three and a half stars on Untapped, I believe. So, but it was, it was good. I don't know if I would like purposely go out and buy it again, but it, uh, I wasn't sad that I bought it basically. It doesn't get a four though. That you gotta be really good to get a four. I don't think I've ever given anything a five yet. Now what style beer is it? It's a golden ale. So it doesn't really do much for the alcohol content. It's just, um, as far as how they brew it, I believe they use more malt in a golden ale. Um, and probably a little bit more wheat. It didn't taste didn't taste too hoppy, so it's not like an IPA. Um, I think it's like five five and a half percent alcohol, I believe, is what it is. So yeah, five and a half is what I what I just see here. So to you, it was just a middle of the road generic beer for you. It was a little bit more than a middle of the road, uh, but it was like I said, it, it takes a takes something special to get beyond three and a half. Um, and I think I've only had one or two beers that we've reviewed that actually broke the four or got to four. And I think one of them was a couple weeks ago. But yeah, it was good. Miracle on Ice by Liftbridge Brewing Company. Now you chose it because of the artwork you said. I did, yes. Describe it's to got, the fans of Flock of Amish what that can looks like. It's got a uh, a shield on it. It looks like a, like a police shield. I mean, it's got, it's blue on the top with stars. And then uh, the word miracle is gold. Um, and then on the bottom, it's uh, red and white stripes. So it's like the American flag. Uh, so it's Miracle on Ice. It says across it and then Golden Ale. I'll send uh, I'll send a, I think I, I sent a, tweeted a picture out when I tried it a couple weeks ago. But I'll be sure to try to get you another picture of it when this episode comes out. So in 1980, Lake Placid, powerful USA hockey team defeated the Soviets. Yes. Coached by Herb Brooks. Rest in peace. Yes. R.I.P. Now, I was thinking if they ever legalize recreational marijuana in Minnesota, Mm -hmm. a great name of a strain would be Herb Brooks. I do not disagree with you on that. I agree totally. Herb Brooks. 
Thank you for enjoying that. Oh, you're welcome. It was great. It was a good one. Now, I wanted to get into, uh, as far as local jams, Powerful Mike Rez Radio, you sponsored a powerful live stream of synthwave music out of the great state of Minnesota. Tell the fans of Flock of Amish a little bit about that. Oh, sure. So last night uh, would have been, what day are we at? But November 8, uh, 6th, last night. What are you sitting um, on, Jiffy Pop, or what's all that background noise? You never mind what I'm sitting on. The uh, MelodicNoiseMedia.com, which is a local uh, like music reviewer website here in the Twin Cities, um, they've been putting on live stream concerts on Fridays at 7 o'clock. And last night we had our friend North Innsbruck, uh, who enjoyed the the hottest podcast ever recorded with us. And then um, Graybeat was the, uh, I guess you could say, the headliner of that show. And it was really cool. They, you know, North Innsbruck had some super sweet visuals going on. He had uh, DJ uh, Bionic helping him out, um, who is also part of the, the Nitro Wave TC family. That's a um, sweet name, was, DJ Bionic. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> so he was helping him out, doing, uh, doing the lights for him. And uh, North Innsbruck was playing uh, some songs off the new album. He played, I think he opened with an uh, older one. And then he was playing some songs off the new the new album that just came out um, on the Delicate Balance album. And then Graybeat followed up after that for like 45 minutes of music. And uh, Graybeat just released an album, uh, Elemental Rhapsody. And I believe we played one of his songs too on the show. A few, a couple months back, um, and it was pretty good. They were raising money for uh, a charity, and I don't have the name of the charity in front of me. But uh, if you missed the show and kind of want to hear it back, you can go to either the Melodic Noise uh, Media YouTube channel. I think it's up now. Maybe it's not up yet. Um, but you can pre-order uh, an audio copy, a quote-unquote bootleg copy, off of the Craybeat. Bandcamp site. So if you go to graybeat.bandcamp.com, you can order it there. Now so, it was, it was not, pretty cool. Yeah, it was. I I got to enjoy it. I enjoyed it all, and you guys will enjoy it too. Make sure you check that out. And a great way to find out what's going on in the world is following us on Twitter at Amish B Machine. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Subscribe on YouTube. We have that powerful video of me eating the world's hottest gummy beer in 9 million Scoville units. We also have merch. Make sure you check out our merch. Powerful hoodies, stickers, mugs, t-shirts, masks, whatever you need. Please check out our merch, and it's a great way to help support this show. Mike Arez, do you want to give out your social media also? Sure. You can follow me on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All you have to do is search Mike Rez, and uh, you'll find me. Mike Rez Radio will probably uh, be the best way to follow me. Get me on. It's like you'd think I would know my own uh, my own social handles. Yeah, we're all we're all this episode. We're all kind of goofy because I think it's because of the whole Joe Biden. We thing, choose you know? truth over facts. We're just there's no more facts. There's just I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize. True and international over depression. <laughs> True and international over depression. I, I don't even think I'm going to edit this episode. It's just going to be another one. We're just we're all tripping over our tongues and. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women yeah. created by. Go, you know the you know the thing. 
<laughs> you know the thing. I think the the best part is like he gives up like halfway through when he knows he can't get his <laughs> thoughts together. <laughs> he just says something else. It's like I'm gonna go to the store and, and yeah, into the car. <laughs> it's like, okay. It reminds me on an episode years ago I did where I did couldn't even think of the dude's name. I I, I said the old co-host Jeff. I go, what's that one dude? You know he's got the hair. <laughs> and he had, he knew exactly what I was talking about. You know he's got the hair and he's you know the thing. <laughs> okay. Powerful. It's a powerful episode today. Powerful movie we both enjoyed. The outpost. Also, we do have song of the day. Let's get into the song of the day on this oh, yeah, powerful Joe Biden inspired episode. <laughs> All right. The song of the day today is Lowrider by the group War off of the Why Can't We Be Friends album. It uh, War is a funk band here from the United States. The song Lowrider is actually you know, based on the cool way uh, Chicanos like to ride around in hot rods. Back in the 70s, up till this day, you still get lowrider competitions in some parts of the country in the summer. But the song itself was released in 1975 and uh, United Artists was the label that it was released under. This song was number one on the Billboard R&B Singles Chart, and it reached number seven on the Hot 100 Singles Chart. Now, the album itself, Why Can't We Be Friends, uh, that was recorded in 1974 and released in June of 75. It also charted as well. It, uh, the album itself reached number eight, in the U.S. and number one on the U.S. R&B. In Australia, it reached number 81, which was uh, pretty sweet. Now, the song War has been covered by some awesome singers. We're talking Carlos Santana, Blues Traveler, Cetera, George Clinton, and, of course, the Butthole Surfers. Whoa. When was the last time you heard of the Butthole Surfers? That one song, uh, what's that one? Uh, I can't remember where they talk about the football player and the what is the name of that? Song? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up right now as yeah. we talk. Cinnamon and sugar, what's the name yeah, of that? God, God we, it's on, just Wikipedia. a Joe Biden episode. We choose truth over facts. <laughs> <laughs> Try to, uh, Get the uh, name of the song here. There, I got the discography. Powerful. But I don't have the name of the songs on here. They, they've been so. Butthole Surfer started in 1984. Yes. This so is maybe, uh, this maybe is powerful 90s. 90s. Yeah, it was 90s. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this isn't going to work out as well as we think it's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, maybe 1996. Let's take a look at that one. Pepper. Yes. That's the name of the song you're thinking of. Yes, Pepper. Powerful research by Mike Rez. Yeah, we, we were going to get there. You were just going to have to come along for the ride well, until we got there. So all those bands, including Pete Cetera, did a cover of Lowrider? Yeah, there's a whole bunch. Of, um, Fish did one. Um, some a Corn did one. Kid Frost did one. The next um, time I ride, it's going to be a Lowrider. <laughs> I can't imagine Pete Cetera doing a cover of Lowrider. <laughs> and then uh, in 1999, Barry White did one. 
<laughs> that is low rider. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's super low rider. <laughs> you know, he's like, come on, baby, let's get in this low rider. Low rider. <laughs> <laughs> we hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the, go, you know the, you know the You thing. know the low rider. Powerful. <laughs> They might have to. Oh, widespread panic did one too. Yes. Holy cow. So there's a. Oh, okay. There was a rock group called Yukon Cornelius that did oh a version. I was thinking, I was like, the Yukon Cornelius from Rudolph? Yes. But no, based on not that. The same. Now let's get into the powerful movie that we both enjoyed. The reason we picked the song War was a couple of reasons. Maybe we're going to have a civil war. <laughs> and <laughs> the movie. The Outpost, based on a battle in Afghanistan. Yeah, so this is a do research on this movie. So there was based off of the true story of the Battle of uh, Kamdesh in Afghanistan. Uh, now, the combat outpost Keating, or Cop Keating, uh, was a real military outpost in Afghanistan that the United States have had um it was um i guess classified as a indefensible outpost so they had for for whatever reason they built some outposts in afghanistan in terrible locations i think they chose them basically based on where they thought they could um help sway the villagers and the villages um, around in the area but this outpost keating combat outpost keating was in the bottom of like a mountain basin surrounded by a river which in the movie you don't they don't mention the river, but I'm looking at a picture of Cop Keating right now, and uh, there's some there's a river on one side and just mountain all over the rest of it. So if you look straight up, all you see are mountains. Everywhere. Yeah, apparently yeah. we don't remember history of Vietnam. You don't you don't build a base in the, with mountains all around it, so you can right. just rain yeah. rain down fire on it. Yeah, I think we learned in Star Wars that uh, if you have the high ground, you're going to lose, or you're going to win. Yes. Uh, the people below you in the low ground, they're, they're not going to win very much. Yes. But this, was, this movie was based on that true event, but it was also uh, mainly based on the book uh, written by uh, Jake Tapper from CNN. actually wrote a book on this. I know, that seems weird. Yeah, I, I don't see him as an author. Um, of military but, <laughs> battles. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's just, it's so weird. Uh, that he would write the book, but so there you go. So that that was what the that's kind of like the the background on it. In this movie, it's got Orlando Bloom in it, which you and I did not know that he was in it until afterwards, uh, because he actually plays the commanding officer Keating, uh, who the base is named after. Um, and then also it has Scott Eastwood in it, who plays a big role. He is, of course, Clint Eastwood's kid. Um, so he is in there. And then Caleb Landry Jones, who I recognize his face, but I don't know which other movies he's been in uh, off the top of my head. So we're going to do a quick look at that. Oh, no Country for Old Men. He was in Superbad. Um, the Last Exorcism, Social Network. Who is in X-Men First Class? Plays Banshee in that one. Uh, so, yeah, so I recognized his face, but I didn't know who he was off the top. Well, that's, um, actually, film, that's actually a good thing when you watch a movie and kind of like gary oldman he's always in a movie and he always looks different right yeah so, so that's kind of cool when you just get into the movie and don't worry about who the actor is and yeah well what i like most about this like i said i didn't even recognize orlando bloom but um 
Scott Eastwood. I I wouldn't have been able to pick him out out of a, a lineup. The only one I recognized was Caleb Landry Jones, but um, the rest of them are are actors I've never seen or heard of before. So it was kind of nice to watch a movie where you just don't have to worry about what movie did I see him in before? Damn it, you know I'm doing that the whole movie. But it it goes through some just like really frustrating decisions that are made for that outpost. I mean, I, I just the army basically for this outpost, if the movie is true to a story, just makes you feel like you want to, like any corporation that's been run, they make stupid decisions one after another. Um, and they basically just kind of leave them out there. Um, you know, just, just for the, for uh, the Taliban to just pick off whenever they wanted to. And throughout the movie, you know, they get shot at every day, basically. Um, because they're in a bad spot and they have to deal with the villagers and you know they're trying to make peace with the villagers and and pay them to build certain things in their village to try to keep them on their on their side but the taliban's also putting pressure on them to you know give them information about the base and it just uh you know it just i don't know why they built an outpost like that uh, to begin with so it's just kind of frustrating to watch it is and It'd be one thing if it was just a made-up story, but it's a real story. Right, I think so that's you, what the frustrating part Yeah, was. so you know everyone that's getting killed has really died in real life. Right, yeah. And I like that, you know, in the end when they were doing the, before they ran the credits, they would show the actor who played the soldiers that passed, but they would show an actual picture of the real soldier, so you kind of knew that it was a real person behind of that story it wasn't yeah. just you know a story written and an actor just played died like this person really existed you know these guys that are sitting ducks they don't have any real heavy weapons they barely have mortars running out of ammo and then it takes forever to for help to come in but their air supports uh delayed because of a storm or storms and they were they had to fight off the taliban for like two hours before any air support showed up and yeah and it was just uh, how many was less than 50 guys yeah yeah i think there was yeah but it was less than 50 because but 27 were injured eight died and there weren't many that survived unscathed according to the movie anyway yeah and there was hundreds so, and hundreds of taliban yeah it, that was just it was crazy and the other thing i kind of find found frustrating was that they didn't believe their interpreter either he was trying to warn them what was going to happen but because he kind of gives this boy who cried wolf thing you know they say in the movie and they even said when when he's running and hiding that's when i'll believe him and then when he finally does it they don't believe him there's a lot of frustrating things that happened and unfortunately a lot of mistakes were made people paid with their lives in this real life story it was uh i think the the beginning of the movie i don't know how you felt but like the storytelling before um, the climax started. Um, I think got a little, little long, but uh, it uh, nonetheless it kept me entertained and, and interested for the whole two hours, two two hours and three minutes. I think was the runtime. Yeah, it had the typical cliche, you know, the dialogue of soldiers. I had a the, the CGI was a little, little cheesy for me. Like I always say, they have trouble with smoke. So some right. of the explosions looked a little, maybe just on my TV, but looked a little fake. And I think they could have showed the airstrike a lot cooler, too. 
I didn't like the yeah. way it was shot. Like they should have showed they had the cool B one Lancer, one of my favorite planes coming in. And and you know I love airstrikes. Every movie should have an airstrike and every song should have a <laughs> drum fill. Yep. Yeah, it was uh it's not like uh like in We Were Soldiers, those airstrike scenes are when the helicopter's coming in to drop off uh reinforcements. <laughs> that those are pretty cool scenes. But yeah, this was more of the on the ground action and what the what the guys in the outpost were seeing and, and enduring. Yeah, I don't know if they're limited by budget, but I wasn't a fan of the actual the battle scenes. Yeah, I didn't mind them personally. And I don't know, the tracer rounds looked a little too bright for me. I don't know, but it's, I don't know if you really combat would see them Taliban raining down um, tracer fire like that. Yeah, well, that was an interesting thing, because let's say they, they did use tracer fire in real life. Why would you use tracer fire to give away your location and where you're shooting from? I mean, that's well, that. I mean, yeah, it's a two, it's a two way street. It, you see yeah. where, you see where your rounds are going, but it also shows where the rounds are coming from. Right. Yeah. So but I don't yeah, know. it was, yeah, I don't know if it would show up that bright during the day. And that's another one that might've been cooler in the movie theater to watch too. Yeah, no, this was supposed to be released, um, in South by Southwest, uh, this past year, but obviously that was canceled. Uh, so it was released, uh, via, uh, premium video on demand. And it was also released in some theaters on July 3rd. So it didn't get the major release it was supposed to get, which is weird. Is I, I hadn't even heard about this uh, movie until we started looking movies up. Um, but yeah, so it was supposed to be a major release this summer. It just never happened. And it's kind of weird too. You see under fire what you know what the guys are really made out of. Some people right. rise to the occasion, and other people become cowards. Yeah, and I that, always wondered what I would do under that situation. I, I think you would be a superhero. You think so? Yes. Nice. And that's one of the, you know, the reasons for boot camp is to kind of weed those people out, you know. Right. It's not for them, and it's also not for the other soldiers. Right. I kind of see you, so you, you kind of look like Caleb Landry Jones in this movie. Thank you for, but I, I'll take that as a compliment. I don't think you would, you would act the same way. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. You'd be the psycho ex-marine <laughs> complaining about frat boy mentality in the, in the outpost. <laughs> powerful. Yeah. <laughs> I do have a powerful uh, picture on Instagram if you want to enjoy that. Oh, yeah. It's yes. great. Very powerful. <laughs> so out of uh five buggy wheels what are you giving this movie mike rez uh i'm gonna give it can we do 0.75 yes or is that okay 3.75 all right i like the action in it the ground action um but like like i said i i agree with you could have used more airstrike footage what do you think what are you going to give it out of five buggy wheels i mean what do you think i'm going to give it uh I don't know, a six or a nine. Whoa. Three, Whoa. Wait, three, what? three out of five. Three out of five. Okay. Three. Yeah. Three, I, I got it. Yes. Not 3.5. No. Three is three. Straight three. Yeah. You've got a, a higher moral standard for movies than I do. I'm like a sucker for it. There, there's an explosion. There, we're starting at four and a half. Let's see where it goes from here. Yeah. And I didn't like how they were all running out. They wouldn't be running out like that under fire like that. It no, was, it yeah, was, there was a lot of the cliche shots, you know, where they see the guys and then they all shoot them. They all fall down kind of 
<laughs> and then, you know, and I know war movies are cliche, but I, I just didn't like the way it was shot. I didn't like the CGI. And, it yeah. was, you know, it was sad watching it because, you know, it's a real story. Right. The uh, now it, the Scott Eastwood character, he kind of had superhero to him. You know, he was like the, I'm going to go out here and protect this and it's going to work. And then it works out, you know, and then he grabs the sniper rifle and finds a sniper within two seconds of looking through the scope. Yeah. Know? And I don't have and that's all movie stuff, but I don't have a problem with tropes or cliches when they work, you know. Right. But when they when they do them and they don't, the impact wasn't there. And I like if you're gonna watch a war movie, I do. I don't mind. I like the superhero kind of aspect to it. Yeah. Now the uh, the characters that Scott Eastwood played and the one that Caleb Landry Jones played, I don't have their names in front of me, and I apologize for that because they deserve to be named in real life. But they were the. I think they're the last two and the first two since, um, I think since Vietnam, who were awarded the Medal of Honor yes. while still living. Two yes. of them in the same battle. No, I mean the so. the real story is is pretty 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 epic. I'm just reviewing yeah. the film. Well, yeah, so, I know. I'm just yeah, wanted to let yeah. the flock know. Yeah, and what, I want to what do... happened in real life there. Yeah, and I want to say too. I mean, it's obviously a real story, but. So just movie-wise, I'm giving it a three. Right, yes. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah, that everybody knows. Yes. Know that every, our movie review was on the movie itself, not on now, the story. Now, speaking of movies, we do have some powerful movie giveaways oh, coming yeah. up soon. We don't have any hard details right now, but I, I do know two. I have two different films that we're, we're going to give away. Yeah, we have one in November coming up in a week or two. And then I one believe, in December. Right? One in December. And you're going to want to listen for details. As soon as we get the actual details, we'll let you know. But we do have two movies to give away. Yeah, we actually have the details, but we don't want to give it away in case there's some change in plans. <laughs> in case a gamma ray comes yes. through one of these bunkers. But I can tell you that it's major film, major actor. Yes. Uh, should we say blockbuster? Can we can we say, say that, and we can say powerful '80s too. Oh my god! These are two new films, but one of the dudes is from the '80s, so it's going to be powerful. Jeez. And we've probably mentioned him sometime in the last year. So there's another hint. Yes, that's a hint. <laughs> Go so, back and listen and try to figure it out. So what you need to do is make sure you're following us on Twitter at Amish Bee Machine. And we'll give you powerful details on how to win this film. And we're probably going to have five of, five copies of each. That'll be sweet. I think, you know, the flock, I think, is really enjoying our movie giveaways. And, and I think they, they really like the fact that we reward them for their, for their loyalty to our powerful show. Yes. We love everyone that listens to this powerful episode. We just ask you one thing. Please tell a friend about us. There's a million podcasts out there, so if you get the word out, we are expanding. We are having powerful YouTube videos also. We are going to hit the road here, hopefully, and do some stuff on the road. But I don't know, with uh, the new president, we might be in another lockdown. <laughs> 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 I 
we're, we're probably gonna have to mask up and lock down and so I'm this getting a body condom so this yeah so this episode is probably good that you're in your bunker because it's probably gonna go back to that so right yeah. Tweet truth, well truth over yeah facts. whatever yes today was a powerful episode <laughs> inspired by president-elect kamala harris i mean joe biden <laughs> you're not too far off <laughs> God bless you, Mike Arez. I hope you had a good time tonight. I did. Thank you for having me. On this powerfully chaotic episode. San Francisco. Last minute, Mike Arez was trapped in his bunker. We finally got through. We went through on one uh, other type of audio device. It rhymes with Ugo. We tried that. That didn't work. <laughs> Starts with a G, ends with an yeah, Ugo. Yeah. So, yeah, this has been a great episode. Probably one of our best top 10. Yes. So we're going to wrap this up, Mike Arez. All right. Yes. Make sure you follow us. On the way out. What's that? You want some beats? Here we go. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Here here we go. Amish baby machine pop culture. Amish baby machine pop culture podcast. We choose truth over facts. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the, go, you know the, you know the thing. One more years of George, uh, George, uh, he, uh, going to find ourselves in a position where one more years of George, uh, George, uh, he, uh, going to find ourselves in a position where I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure mobilize. We choose truth over facts. Thank you for listening to the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else fine podcasts are found. Please support our podcast through Patreon and shop our merch at AmishBabyMachine.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production.